welcome to this episode of Start Somewhere with me, your host, Sarah Vaughan. This week, I'm so delighted to welcome a former colleague, a friend, an amazing sustainability expert, Karen Hamilton, Global Vice President, Sustainability for Beauty and Personal Care at Unilever. Hi, Karen. How are you doing today? Hi, Sarah. I'm doing fine, and it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, what an absolute joy. Well, I, I mean, I learned so much working with you. <laughs> you know, in my days at Unilever, so I really felt the listeners needed to, to hear from you too. So as you know, you know, we start this podcast by always asking, you know, how did you start out? Like, where did you grow up? Did you, you know, have some amazing passions as, 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 as a child? You know, because I think they, they kind of influence maybe what direction you go into later in life. Yeah, well, I grew up in Nottingham in the UK. Um, and um, I have one sister who's a couple of years younger than me. And, um, and yeah, so I grew up in a small village outside Nottingham. And my, my uh, dad... Um, always managed to convince my 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 mum that we always that we any house we moved to had to be um, on the edge of fields so I was very lucky always to kind of like have this uh, to be to be even even if we were in a, a town or a village to be kind of on the outskirts and to have uh, um, you know the nature around us although I suppose in some ways that was also quite could be a bit isolating as well um, my mum is Danish. She comes from Denmark originally. I and didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's actually why my name is pronounced Karen rather than Karen, actually, because oh. my parents... <laughs> my parents decided they wanted a name that could be pronounced in both languages. And, yeah. I mean, it sort of works, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah. So, my mum originally comes from, from, from Denmark and then um, she met my uh, dad and, and moved here. I've never lived in Denmark, but we spent all our summers there, of course, with her Amazing. family yeah. um, and all my cousins. You know, she has four brothers and sisters and masses of cousins. So we used to go over every summer. Um, and she grew up in a, a small island in the Baltic. And I, I don't think I really appreciated at the time quite how unspoiled it was. And also, you know, we were in a, one of the classic sort of Scandinavian summer houses, you know, which is oh, by the yeah. sea, no, no electricity, um, one tap, you know, so all the washing was done in the sea. Um, it, it was a just, it was a, it was, I think, just a very, um, I'd say, idyllic um, uh, experience. But probably also when I reflect on it, I, you know, I mean, when we think of Scandinavia, we perhaps think nowadays about Scandi Noir. But yeah. I think Scandinavia is also really about, you know, the whole environmental movement. You know, many of the kind of green actions start, you know, start um, for Europe, at least in, 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 this, in uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark. They absolutely do. And, I, and I'm sure it's because they spend so much time actually in nature, whether it's, you know, skiing and, 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 and doing things like that, cross-country skiing in the winter, all because they have quite long summer holidays where, you know, they are at these amazing lakes and, 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 and places which are just so impossibly um, beautiful and just, you know, have that deep appreciation for, for, for the environment around them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think also probably, I mean, something sort of I, I certainly see as the strong bonds of family, you know, I mean, that's just incredibly important. And, uh, and, and from that, a sort of a, a trust, a trust between people. Denmark's a small country. 
Um, and I certainly found, you know, with, with my experience that the, the warmth of the family and the connectedness between them, you know, was very important part of, of me growing up. Wow, I, I, I just love that. And I had no idea. That's just so beautiful. And, and so, you know, I mean, this is all about kind of how you, how you found your purpose. So, you know, here you are, you know, um, living, living sort of outside of Nottingham, near, near fields. I mean, I, I, I know Boots is very nearby. So maybe the kind of health and beauty kind of permeated because everybody around Nottingham used to work with Boots. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, my dad too. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, and, you know, so, so how did you kind of find your purpose? You know, what, you know I, I know that you joined Unilever, but, but, but you know, how, how did you kind of come to embrace all of that sort of family and, and passion for environmentalism and stuff in, in your work? Well, you know, it's funny. I think so. I, I, I started at Unilever straight out of university in marketing. Um, and, um, and I've spent a long time in marketing and business roles. Um, and absolutely loved it. Mm. And then I got to a point um, where I thought, gosh, it, it's time for a change. You know, it's time for a new challenge. I've been doing the same role for four years. I, uh, it, it, um, I've been working in Unilever's uh, deodorants um, business uh, mm -hmm. with, the, you know, brilliant brands, Shaw, Rexona, Degree, Lynx, Axe, Body Spray and so on. And um, uh, but I just and I and I thought, well, it's time for a new challenge. Um, and I gravitated, I think it would be honest, honestly true to say, it was sort of like a, a sort of a pull that I thought, well, it would be really interesting to try this area around sustainability. And I think I also just uh, was very fortunate that the right role came up at the right time for me. Um, and so, I, you know, I ended up with a little team tasked with um, really uh, creating Unilever's um, environmental footprint for its products across the value chain. Um, and with the idea that it would sort of turn into some kind of set of, you know, business plan um, and so on. And so although I'd always been interested in that space and um, feminism is something that's always been important to me right from my university days, I think as much as anything, Sarah, I was like, you know, I was seeking for, I was seeking for something different. Yeah, um, and yeah, definitely, and and you know, I think just you know, for for our listeners as well, I mean, you know, I think you know, most of them are aware that Unilever is such a front runner in this area. So you know, it, it, <laughs> you know, things like the Unilever Sustainable Living Program, you know, came about literally very in very kind of early days. I mean, it, it was a real kind of front runner. So there was a lot of sort of exploration going on around this as well, and and sort of learning as you went along. <laughs> You know, which is quite, yeah. you know, quite, quite, quite interesting, you know, sort of, yeah, this, this, this kind of ability. And so kind of tell us how you're, how you're kind of living your purpose now. You know, what, what do you actually do with the Unilever brands? Tell us a bit about kind of, you know, some, some of the amazing initiatives that have come through, yeah, say Dove and, and some of the other brands. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right that the, the, you know, I, I, Moving into that role, I, I, um, so move, moving into that that role really was interesting because I then actually formed part of the very small team that created the Unilever Sustainable Living Plan, and my vision was always that we would find business solutions to society's yes. uh, challenges 
um, and that that was what we we were going about. And that the brand, being a brand's company, um, mm-hmm. that actually that's what it, that it's all about. You know how the brands get moving, and so the Unilever Same Living Plan has been a bit of a kind of launch pad yeah. for uh, for for brands to really find their purpose. And uh, you know, I think what's you know what what's super interesting about this is that for many of the big brands at Unilever that are household names like Domestos or Purcell or Sunsilk um, uh, in other parts of the world, they didn't necessarily start their life as purposeful brands. Yes. So actually, you know that that for me is the is 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 a lot of what um, is is a big chunk of what um, I'm working on now. Um, is with Unilever's beauty and personal care brands is really to focus on those brands that are big that reach a lot of people but didn't start their life purposeful. Yeah, and and, and I mean just so people understand the the, the reach of, of Unilever. I, I seem to remember when I was there that the brands reached like two point five is it billion people on pretty much on a daily basis or something. Is is that about right? Still, yeah. Yes, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the. Products are used every day by two and a half billion, you know, people a year. So Extraordinary. It's, it's, so, I mean, that's the reach and and, and the ability to kind yeah. of, you know, if if you know, if you like, engage, you know, consumers. Although I hate calling them consumers, but to engage people and really get people on plan. And I mean, and you know, you've got those amazing brands like Lifebuoy, obviously. Who who who? I mean, for those of you who don't know Lifebuoy, maybe maybe um, Karen, you could talk yeah. a bit about because that was a total heritage brand for for yes. Unilever as well, isn't it? Yes. So Lifebuoy actually is an example of a brand that was completely born with a purpose. It's one of Unilever's first brands from our founder um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, our founder, William Lever, uh, really, you know, was 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 seeking to solve in those days, you know, the challenge of Victorian Britain, which was, um, you know, di- uh, the challenge of disease and hygiene. I mean, and and he launched Lifebuoy um, and the the tagline, if you like, was saves lives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fast forward um, over 100 years and um, Lifebuoy is the largest germ kill soap brand in the world. We run the largest hand washing program um, in schools around the world. Uh, we've reached um, over a billion children um, and uh, and um, mothers, mothers in baby clinic and mother in mothers um, and other and um, and households through um, through the Lifebuoy hand washing programs. Um, in fact, sorry, you probably won't know this, but when the um, pandemic hit last year and, you know, yeah. we all went home and started working from home, um, there was a real call out within Unilever saying, look, you know, we need to actually all hands on deck. You know, we need to focus on the areas um, that are important for the business. And so put your hand up if you can and if you um, to 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 pivot. As it, you know, as the jargon goes. Yep, yep. Now, uh, extraordinarily, seven thousand people in Unilever pivoted during twenty twenty into different roles, which is a lot, um, you know, out of our out of our working population. And um, and and I was one of them. So I put my uh, my hand out along with my um, beauty and personal care sustainability team, and we pivoted to launch Lifebuoy in the UK. Yes, and I, I I did see that happening, and, I, and it was a very extraordinary moment for me when it, when I did actually I, I bought some life UK, <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's come full circle. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's right. You know, so for me, actually, this was great because I've been able over the last few years 
and, and it, this this was a good example to combine my marketing experience with my sustainability um, experience. And so Lifeboy launched last year was, you know, we created this campaign, Bish Bosh Bash, um, uh, you know, to, to and with really the purpose of reminding people that it's important to sanitize your hands and wash your hands at the key moments of the day that actually really matter for health, yes. whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's flu or whether it's cold, you know, you know, yes. we all know it makes such a difference. And we even launched the schools program in the UK. And I by Christmas last year, we, I know, we never imagined we'd do that. A million children we reached by uh, the end of last year oh with the hand washing program. Such enormous enthusiasm from from primary school uh, teachers um for, for so cool for and it, and it, the, 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 the kids also then get the whole family involved of course so, so. yeah that's <laughs> right exactly the whole family yeah. Yeah. which is brilliant and and i mean you know as, as we've seen i mean it's been very successful in terms of people getting people hand washing if you like in 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 in, in, in the developed world because you know, a lot of us had stopped because you know we didn't have so many diseases that actually killed us if we if, if we didn't wash our hands and and the the incidents I understand of, of flu and other and like you know gut you know like digestive um, you know like viruses and whatever have gone down massively because everyone's actually been washing their hands which is extraordinary and fantastic. Uh, yes, exactly. That's right. You know, and and during the pandemic, Lifebuoy's gone full on on that around the world, as you can imagine. Yeah. You know? every kind of uh, different way to engage people. Um, and we're, you know, we're now running a campaign called H for Handwashing, uh, which is to, you know, change the way that the letter H is taught in schools. So that rather than kind of H for house, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, H for whatever, it's that H for handwashing. Um, as a way that. of just making it kind of like stick, if you like. That's so brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, that's obviously Lifebuoy that's, a, you know, like a heritage brand, you know, Unilever was founded on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like, and then you, 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 you know, you reference these other brands that you've got, because I mean, I, I mean, I think Unilever has such an enormous portfolio. I, I, do, I, I mean, do we even know how many brands are in the, the personal care portfolio today? Um, oh, I mean, there are many brands. There are there are fifteen that we really focus on, and of which the the largest um, is Dove, um, and um, you know, I think that, you know, Dove is just uh, a, a, you know, a case study in, in developing and building a purpose brand. You're really focusing on, uh, as you, you, know, you know so well, on, on helping women um, not feel anxious, but feel positive um, about how they look, how they, um, how they feel. Um, and, you know, and as, and, and as part of that, um, really, uh, they then realize that there's a pivotal point, um, particularly for young women, you know, when they're teenagers, when they're, they're, there's a loss of body confidence, a loss of self-esteem, girls not wanting to participate as much in the classroom, not wanting to take part in sports in the same way. Um, and so um, Dove also, you know, as uh, runs a Dove self-esteem program, which in fact is project, sorry, they, uh, which is in fact, I think the largest um uh, self-esteem and body confidence program of its kind in the world. Um, we're, we've reached now, I think, 69 million young people since it's it started. Extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like, like the numbers yeah. are enormous and you're, you're partnering with people like UNICEF for that. And, and obviously yes. you've got, you've got the World Association of Girl Guides, which is just just so amazing. And, and, and yeah. I, I mean, one of the most um, 
emotional moments for me. I think ever at Unilever, you know, was that um, when I went um, to, to go and teach it in, in class. And, you know, I, I mean, I think quite a lot of, of, of people know who are listening that, you know, I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager, actually with, you know, it extended well beyond teenagerdom, actually, I have to say. And, you know, going in and actually kind of helping a classroom go through the Dove Self-Esteem program was just, for me, was extraordinary because I realised that probably if I'd had that kind of, you know, like education as a teenager myself, I, I probably wouldn't have gone down, you know, the route that I had personally gone down. So I, I, I mean, it, it moved me so much, and I'm so like committed yeah. to what Dove does in that respect. It, it, it really kind of touched me and changed my life, you know, as, as well. Just wonderful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. And yeah, I've 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 um. I've done that program with with some of the girl guides, um, and uh, I, I think it is it is just absolutely lovely, um, and as you say, very important. In, very important, um, and I, I think you know when you when you when you become part of a a brand that really has a a purpose. Actually, it can shape your own um, purposefulness, if you like. And give you a different different level of energy, yes. um, and I think also for those who are directly working on the brand, it 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 then becomes a sort of a, a launch pad for new ideas. You know, yeah. so um, Dove has worked with um, uh, a, 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 an organisation called Girl Gaze and 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 Getty to to create this hashtag Show Us, which is really about widening the. Um, the portrayal and the images that are available, particularly to those who really are using Getty as a as a as a pathway to to images for for publication. Um, and so, what you you know, if you if you if you um, look at these images, you know, you find that that what's what's been created is the most phenomenal range of uh, of a wider perspective um, on beauty. And 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 in a way, you know, this is I think the bigger piece that Dove has brought. Um, yeah. They've been more recently campaigning um, on um, anti-hair discrimination legislation. It's called the Crown Act um, in the U.S. And it, it, you know, imagine if you 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 can be sent away from school in the U.S. for having braids because you know, uh, or or um, not being um, offered a job um, because your you know your your hairstyle is is not the right hairstyle. What what I think is uh, you know is is so impressive is understanding that this was a, you know, yeah. uh, an area of discrimination, um, and then of course the Dovers campaigned with with many others, you know, to to um, to get the the Crown Act passed into into legislation, to provide really a kind of a fairer, more inclusive um, space for Black women and girls, um, yeah. which and and so it, I almost see it like sort of building, you know, you've got sort of archaeological layers if you like on a brand as rich as Dove um, as it has grown since around 2005 when it really um, you know started to land its purpose. Yeah and it's quite extraordinary I I, I just remember I think 
you know, a, a very long time ago when we 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 branded you leave a personal care with, you know, all people are beautiful. I just remember this beautiful Brazilian woman that we did in the film and she's like, my hair is my crown. And I, I just, I, I find it so wonderful that, that, mm -hmm. that Darth is tackling such issues and, 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 and really making, you know, very decisive change. And, and it's already, I think that you, the crown, you know, the crown act has already kind of come into to legislation in several American states already. So, so really, Really, you know, not just talking, uh, but actually really walking and delivering kind of change, which is is what's so exciting. And as as, as, a, as a ready activist, that's where I get I get terribly yeah. excited. And are there any other other brands you can you can kind of like you know let it let us into you know with, with, without revealing all what 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 other excitements have you ever well, been? Yeah, no, well, one brand I'd love to talk about is Rexona, um, or Shore, as it's called in the UK, and Degree in the US. And so uh, it's the number one antiperspirant deodorant brand in the in the UK. And, um, you know, ba basically, when, you know, Rexona is like top performance uh, technology, the blockbuster technology that really um, uh, uh, protects you from sweat and odour. Um, um, and whatever your day, you know, and whatever the kind of the movement in, in, in the day. And so the uh, brand have really focused their purpose around movement for all. Um, and, you know, what has been quite extraordinary, actually, is that they were they were working on this behind the scenes before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit and you've suddenly got this kind of like worldwide experiment where literally millions of people are being asked to stay at home. Yeah. Um, and uh, for those of us who, you know, um, uh, you know, who, who, who were working from home or living at home on furlough or simply, you know, as part of lockdowns were, were asked not to go out, you know, one of the things that was, um, I think, one of the challenges was this issue around movement, you know, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to go out, go for a walk. Or go I know, I, I, I couldn't swim. I mean, you know, I'm a swimmer and I couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't, I mean, it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so this has provided a kind of, a, this provided a kind of live trigger for the, the team, yeah. a catalyst for the team to sort of say, actually, you know, we need to, to, to get our skates on um, and, and cre create and we won't be the only ones, but you know, create um, the the ideas and the um, the, the kind of um, exercise um, at home movies and role models um, that that can encourage people to kind of that you you know you you, you can do stuff at home um, and stay active, and of course it it helps with mental well being as well as your you know physical yeah. um, fitness basically. And so Rexona's keeps taking that further. The latest thing they've done just a couple of months ago. Um, is um, they've actually been thinking about access to movement um, yes. and working with uh, disabled people. Which um, is and wonderful and it's something I'm, I'm passionate about. So I, I, I'm so overjoyed by Sonia really stepping into this space. It's brilliant. Yes. And, and they've, they, one of the things they have done is they have designed um, a roll-on together with an agency called Wanda Thompson. Um, and the uh, and it's designed specifically for people with upper um, body mobility um, challenges or or who are visually impaired. So that those are the the two areas that it's helping with. And so it's you know it's got a hook um, and the lid has got sort of it, you know isn't a twist cap or anything. It's magnetic mm -hmm. um, and um, 
and and it's got sort of the grips are designed in special ways. I mean, I have to say, as a company, we've never done anything like like this before. Yeah. Um, it is a a, a pilot. Uh, what I love is the way that they worked because they worked fast. They really collaborated, um, you know, uh, with um, uh, disabled designers um, and with the and disabled and the disabled community to to test out and trial out different different ideas. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, feel yeah. I mean, it, it's so wonderful as an initiative and also in the advertising. I mean, because I, th- I think there's some terrible statistic that that only one percent of ads actually feature people who are disabled in them you know and 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 and, you know we really need to have you know role models and possibilities and inclusive messages so I I, I'm I'm so thrilled about this it's it's incredibly exciting and and I'm hoping you know with with you involved as well Karen some of the other brands will you know oh yes well yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, you know, we, we have Sunsilk in um, uh, Brazil and in Asia, which is a, a big shampoo brand. Um, and they they particularly appeal to, um, you know, a younger age group. Um, and so they have started focusing on uh, young women who are not in education, employment or training. I mean, we were talking about stats, so three times more likely than men to not be in education, employment or training. Um, and and is, is that before or after the pandemic as well, Karen? Oh, those stats are from before the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like now. I mean, I don't know whether anybody does actually, you know, because yeah. we're, we're living in such shifting times. But, you know, what they realised was that that for, for these young women, uh, it's, it's yes, it's about um, skills, but it's also about um, how do you stretch um, horizons? How do you create these sort of relatable role models? So um, and and how to um, have the the confidence and the wherewithal to sort of shift from the social norm that's expected of you, you know, that that of your path in life, which is what for many uh, young women. Um, uh, is you know is is the case um and so yeah, and, and, and for a lot of them it's still getting married isn't it uh, absolutely and, 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 yes that's right Re- very rapidly you know uh, perhaps having the you know the good fortune to have a an education but getting married or or starting children very very young um yes. and um you know for example in 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 brazil um in uh in in some of the um favelas you know women are or um started or you know getting pregnant very young and it kind of gets into a cycle then of 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 poverty that is very difficult for them to break out yes. of yes um and so really where we started was with sun silk in brazil um mm-hmm. and we've developed a program um called uh um explore more uh which um which again it's a school's program like uh, as as dove is but it's got a, a different um, objective to it, um, and particularly, uh, you know, um, we've we've launched it now in um, the Philippines, in um, Indonesia, and so on. Um, and um, we're finding uh, that teachers really are welcoming this this kind of approach. Of course, you know, we now moved into a much more online because uh, you know yes. that's 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 you know being demonstrated to work very well um, and means that we can transfer across different countries very well so so sunset perhaps a new 
brand on the block for you, Sarah, in terms of, you know, kind of like where we've moved since... since, uh, since exciting. We yeah, because I, yeah. I was involved in the early, uh, you know, ideas and that I was just amazing. That's the, that's where they're going. And, 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 and what a time to be doing it when I think, you know, so many women and girls have been so negatively impacted by 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 the pandemic and and i think you know that's certainly going to be one of the uh, areas I, I i know the world's humanitarian forum we're looking at is, is 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 you know women and girls and how to to really get them back into education and get them back into jobs because you know women and girls who don't have jobs you know are not necessarily unfortunately valued by the society in which they live in and and so we really really need to support them and, and yeah, absolutely. get them back on their feet you know yeah yeah, that's right. And understand where they're coming from, you know, and what their particular context of challenges are. I mean, one of the things we found when we were developing the um, the 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 program and um, was that we we were tending to make um, kind of videos of role models that were um, rather, you know, rather kind of slick, which yes. is, of course, the kind of the marketing style. And in fact, the ones that really worked were of young women who had a similar background they weren't, you know, they were kind of shot on an iPhone. They were like very, you know, rough and ready. Um, but that wasn't what was important. It was that they were they were hearing from young women like them in similar, you know, and it, it, it wasn't all so perfect. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't that they had achieved, you know, like the mar- most marvellous success in life. That's partly why I launched this podcast, because, you know, like, like so many people talk about I need to find my purpose and and, and, and I'm like, well, everyone's different and everyone's unique and, 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 and you know, really trying to kind of demystify <laughs> some, yes. of, some of you know, that there was not necessarily some grand plan and, you know, you, think you fell into things or things. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. You know, kind of linear in that way, and 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 you know, I think that's been so great, and 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 you know, just you know, people being really authentic about like you know how they actually did get started, (laughs) which I just you know I just love, and it it it, you know really I you know really hope to inspire and encourage people you know by talking to people like you because then you know they get the excitement and also they they understand it's not necessarily rocket science as well or or magic you know a lot of it's kind of hard work and 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 you know just just plugging away and, and 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 you know, being being curious and interested, you know, in, in, in and following your passions as well. Yeah. So Karen, I wanted, you know, we got to this, I can talk to you to the cows come home about this. But um, you know, we've got to the bit, you know, which is really about um top tips, you know, what what are your top tips for for for, for people wanting to start somewhere? And I'm not going to limit you to one because I think you'll probably have a few. So I'd love love to hear what you'd recommend to our to our listeners, whether that's you know what they might be able to do in their their own careers or or um, you know what products that they, they they might like to follow. Yeah, yeah, top tips. So I guess um my top tip actually is to try and set um, for yourself or you know for the organizational business you're 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 working for um an, an ambitious north star and you know an ambitious place you're trying to get to and i think one of the things um that i have learned um in unilever is that that's that's uh that's what inspires people it's get what gets people out of bed in the morning you know, in um 
In March this year, we launched our positive beauty for people and planet vision yeah. um, uh, for, for Unilever's beauty and, and personal care. And the whole idea that behind that is very ambitious. Yes, it really is. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to be a force for good in beauty. We believe that, Thanks. you know, we've, we've, we've seen, um, we've got the consumer feedback that, um, that, that people are feeling constrained by um by the beauty industry today you know uh, some of our we we did a research in nine countries ten thousand uh, uh people and they said well look you know actually one in two said that they felt that the beauty and personal care industry um made people feel excluded and the other thing that i found really interesting was like 75 percent said well we you know we want the beauty and personal care industry to not just help us to uh look good but also feel good Mm-hmm. No, I think that these these are big shifts. So thinking about, you know, if you if you happen to be in beauty and, and personal care and in in this space or in fashion, then I, I I would really, you know, my next tip would be think about that. Think about how to embrace a more inclusive, equitable, and sustainable future yes. for for this industry. Um, and and think about how you could do it in a way. Um, which actually drives your business to, to greater success. You know, we've been talking a lot about brands with purpose. Well, we, we are seeing that those brands that consumers tell us are purposeful, they grow twice as fast as the other brands. This is core to the way that we drive business. Yeah, um, I, I, I so agree, Carolyn. I, I'm, an, I, I'm of the personal belief that brands that don't do purpose are just not going to be around very long because you know, particularly younger generations coming through are just not accepting of brands that, 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 that you know, climate destroy and aren't inclusive. I mean, you know, they're just not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no, I think that's right. And, and I mean, and... You know, I, I, I guess, the, you know, when we think about purpose, I've talked a lot about um, uh, purposes around health, around diversity um, with Dove, but we haven't really talked about the planet, you yes. know, and equally, you know, um, we, we're facing a climate emergency alongside a, um, a, a massive um, uh, challenge on in, inequality. And so this is where, um, in, if you're in a business or an organization that you can influence, I would say, you know, see how you can shape towards really m- meeting these challenges in society, you know, mm-hmm. so that business can be part of that um, mm-hmm. or, your, or the organization can be part of that. And I guess that's one of the big things I've sort of been, you know, learning ever since I sort of stepped into this space is, is to, to keep on plugging away at ways ways um to be socially useful yeah and, and and bottom line i mean you can't have you know uh healthy people living on unhealthy planets i mean you know and vice versa i mean the whole thing yeah. is is interconnected and, and quite frankly yeah yeah i mean the other thing i think i would say is that you know where you know where maybe 10 years ago it was okay to come out with uh something like our unilever sustainable living plan which was sort of more focused on how we can do a bit less bad you know the reality is that's just not good enough now you know now we need to be thinking about what do we give back what do we put back how do we you know um how do we store carbon not just not only reduce it but how can we do both at the same time so that we can accelerate our actions yeah and it's Um, a regenerative approach rather rather than a kind of less bad approach which is so important yeah yes yes exactly yeah 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, and, and I think if people want to see the, your latest plan, how do they, how do they find it? You know, if, if they want to read about it. Oh, yeah. Well, Google Unilever Positive Beauty um, and you'll see about what we're doing in um, in beauty and personal care. You'll, you'll, you'll see some more stories that I haven't told and, and examples um, and and um, uh, you know the other way is to go onto the Unilever dot um, com website, um, and you you find it there as well by searching. Um, but uh, yes, positive beauty is 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 what we're focused on for people and planet. I love it, Karen. Yeah. I, I mean, thank you. You are such an inspiration, and and you you always have this extraordinary energy and joy about you know what you do and your passion for for your job. Thank you, Sarah. Wow, wasn't Karen amazing? I always really love speaking to her. I mean, she just imparts such extraordinary knowledge and also action. Next week, we're getting very Glasgow themed. We're hearing from another amazing guest about sustainable and purpose-led beauty. And then we're actually going to be taking a little break from series four and deep diving into the very exciting COP26 climate special, which is going to be based in and around the events happening in Glasgow at COP26. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I think it will be a really interesting and also you know, accessible way to kind of learn about what's actually going on. And we've got some amazing guests lined up for that. So take care and see you then.